Hello, Churchy. Hey, Asvi. You sound good. Yay. How do I sound? You sound really good. I think this is the first time I am actually properly talking to you. Last time we got all messed up during the other one. So good to hear your voice, man. Oh, oh no, good to hear you too. And my pleasure. Um, I was in a gorge in the middle of nowhere, so it was going to be a short. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be a short one, but uh, better should be better quality for today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let me just message Deborah, Keisha, uh, and others, and just uh, get them all here. Okay, we are. Go ahead and get your announcement retweeted. If everybody right. else who's in here right now would do the same, we would super appreciate it. Yes, amazing. And I'm also just looking for Tiger Lily. Uh, okay, let's see, Tiger Lily. I can't. I should be high on crypto Tagging Deborah, tagging Keisha, and tagging. Okay, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, Deborah's here. I'm going to invite Deborah to speak. Hey, Deborah's here, and I don't see Keisha. Deborah, I've sent you an invite. I know this is your first time with Spaces, but if you can see a, no, send you an invite. So hopefully you should be able to see it. Sounded like Keisha is almost home from the day job, and I'm sure she'll join us here shortly. And I still don't see Tiger Lily though. He uh, goes by high on crypto guy. Uh, Started the Discord. I have to be here. Let me see. Yay! Okay, Deborah's on. Hi, Deborah. Oh, hi. Yay, Deborah, you are here. Yay, yay, yay. Hi. Yay! Amazing, Deborah. So glad that you're here. I am just waiting for Tiger, Lily, and Keisha. Um. And I see that uh, Dazzling, you've uh, requested to speak. We'll, we'll save for the Q&A at the end. Uh, it might have just been by accident. Where, uh, just, let me see. Well, look, um, I guess, let's see. I'm going to give it another minute. Hopefully, Tiger. I mean, Tiger really set up the, um, the Discord. So, like, this is, you know, he's very much front and center of this initiative. Would <laughs> really like him to be here. And same for Keisha. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know uh, Tiger Lily did mention uh, I had a personal friend he may be helping today and wasn't sure if they'd make it or not, but I had hoped with the uh, oh, little so rundown. Mm -hmm. So he's high on crypto. He just messaged saying he's high on crypto guy, but he's not in the disc. Okay, let me just see. 
I see. And you have to join. I'll fill a little bit of space as we're, we're waiting for people to join in. Um, thank you everybody for coming in today. Um, and this will probably be hopefully some of the least that I talk. Um, here is an ally and, and one that just heard Osvi uh, kind of put a call to action out at FOMO3 um, saying that, uh, you know, you really hope to have uh, more women um, or really just more folks who sound a little bit differently than everybody else who was talking at FOMO, uh, be more present in the, uh, the Olympus Dow um, and in future FOMOs. Um, and certainly that kind of expanded a little bit. Um, as he set that call to action, I went back into the Olympus Dow Discord. We have a little channel there called Idea Incubator. And I kind of just preached in a message in the Discord about my experience and, and you know, really just kind of saying, hey, maybe it would be cool if we could set up a, a space uh, for women in crypto to talk um, that preserve their... Uh, their anatomy, if they, uh, if so desired, and just kind of give them a, a spot where um, you know they could empower each other. Um, as soon as that went into the idea incubator, that's where um, other folks started to jump in. Tiger Lily, in particular, with starting the the DAO, and and we were uh, aware of um, Keisha's work with income finance and uh, just myself being a pretty uh, active person in Olympus DAO's off topic. Um, knew that she was super involved there as well. So we really look forward for her being uh, able to jump on this space and, and really talk about her experience as well. So uh, I think that gives a little background though for how this came to be in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just high on crypto guys. Tiger Lily is having trouble joining. I... I'm not sure what. Oh, yay. Okay, well, Keisha is here. So, yay. Um, Keisha, I'm inviting you to co host. Um, look, I'm going to uh, try to, now that Keisha is here and Deborah is here, uh, I want to just kick us off because we're already seven minutes past the hour. And then I'm also going to try to see how to get uh, Tiger Lily on board. So, look, uh, welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining. Um, you know, this, we, I, became a part of the Olympus community about uh, three, three and a half months back. And I, I just felt that we had this huge event a couple of weeks ago called FOMO3. And uh, one of my thoughts was that, you know, there's some real incredible diversity, geographical and cultural diversity at Olympus, but we have, uh, we have really, really low gender diversity. And, and that's something I care about. Uh, being a dad to a girl, she's three, she's going to be four in December. And, you know, uh, just ever since she was born, I've just become much and more and more aware of, uh, you know, how different the world is for men and women. And so um, this really, um, uh, you know, as I said that, uh, Tiger Lily, one of the Omis, uh, decided to create a, a Discord server to, you know, create a space uh, that was uh, more friendly for women and, and transgender people. And so we thought we'd also just do a, a Twitter spaces uh, and uh, have... Uh, one of our omis, uh, Keisha, who is one of the very few uh, doxed omis and one of the very few ladies of Olympus who I know, uh, tell us a bit about herself and you know how she got into crypto, what her experience has been like, and I've also uh, I'm super grateful to Deborah Saint Pierre, 
who uh, is a who's CEO at Altia. Uh, she's a, she's a good friend. She's a very inspiring person uh, and a and a business partner. And so we're just going to kick off by hearing their stories and then kind of open it up. Um, you know, really try to find ways to um, onboard more women and get them to and and and, and well non dudes to take advantage of what crypto has to offer. So if Isha, if I can ask you to maybe just uh, help us get started, uh, and uh, then when you're done, then Deborah can go. And in the meantime, I'm going to try to see how to get Tiger Lily on. So, Keisha, if you are, Keisha, you're still a listener. Um, I have invited you to uh, co-host. Now I'm inviting you to speak. Uh, tell me if you have any trouble uh, with that. I've invited you to speak. I'm also inviting you to co-host. You should be getting a. You should be getting an invitation. Anyway, while we wait on uh, Keisha, maybe we, we while we wait on Keisha figuring out how to uh, activate her Twitter Spaces, Deborah, maybe we could start with you. Uh, you've got an amazing story with crypto and with Althea. Uh, would just love to uh, hear from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, to share for a little bit. And then, you know, Keisha, just uh, let, let me know when you're ready or if you interrupt me here. And But I can uh, share a little bit about my journey <laughs> through crypto here over the last, uh, cost has probably been um, since 2011 or 2012 um, when I actually started first working in crypto um, just as a hobby level. Um, you know, we um, had done some of the like folding at home and uh, been interested in those kinds of projects. I was um, I was owner operator together with my husband in a, um, a small business that was IT managed services. So always been really interested in, um, you know, uh, the the kind of intersection between um, everything tech um, and and. And, and community, right? So we actually were, were owning and operating this in a relatively small, well, very small town of around 2,000 folks. Um, so we're very connected to the community here and, and the surrounding businesses and, and um, really got a good deep kind of understanding about UX <laughs> in a very like visceral way. How do people interact with technology? How do we empower folks with technology? And, and that's when, um, you know, I really got excited, you know, in the early days of, of, of Bitcoin, um, that this not only could empower folks, you know, for, you know, toward things like financial freedom and being able to have more control and ownership of their, um, their, their money and financial services, but also um, we started thinking about how the, these same sort of decentralized systems can be used for, for internet. Um, so started mining, you know, Bitcoin uh, and Ethereum with, with, you know, you know, scraps of computers that we had found around and GPU mining back in the, the day when you could GPU mine. And actually, uh, <laughs> um, I remember kind of vividly having these cobbled together, you know, computers that are, you know, their guts and um, GPUs kind of sticking out uh, in, in the in the kids rooms because it also doubled as a heater for, for the babies at the same time. Um, and uh, that that evolved to really, you know, thinking about how we could approach some of the the problems that I also saw in my community, which was um, lack of internet access um, and why that was the case. I was also like very involved in net neutrality activism and different ways of uh, looking at 
you know, routing um, and, and accessing the internet. We, I got really involved in this project called CJDNS. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but it's kind of an overlay network. Um, and uh, that was pretty exciting and fun and kind of deep dived into that. Um, and from that is where I met my other two co-founders, Justin and Jahan, and um, they were working on the problem of internet access and freedom of the internet um, with, with blockchain as well. Um, and so we kind of, you know, formed up this like the power team of uh, uh, of myself sort of really kind of working on the the UX, the deployment. I'd always been very interested in radios, ham radio operator, um, out, out, out uh, playing around with different uh, tower designs at the time. And uh, that uh, that partnership then sort of led into where, um, you know, uh, I ended up actually into where I'm at right now, which is the CEO and co-founder of Althea. Um, and as that's grown and matured, we've had the opportunity to interact with, with, you know, dozens of communities and support their work. Um, and, uh, I can, uh, I can share a little bit more about what Althea is and what Althea does, but it looks like Kesha is our Kesha. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. Um, is a speaker now. So I want to give you some space as well. Um, and then we can look back around to a little bit more about what Althea is and does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, that, sorry that I was late. I'm on crutches. So I'm a little bit slower getting places and I was a few minutes behind getting in the house. So uh, my journey with um, crypto and Olympus, uh, I started investing in crypto this year, either end of December, beginning of January. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a friend who created a group chat of all his friends that he was making quite a decent amount of money on crypto. And he had a lot of conviction in multiple different um, tokens and protocols. And so he created like a group chat and added basically everybody that he was close with that he wanted to understand the space. And he provided like lots of resources, YouTube videos, gas fees, like it, gave me a space to learn and ask questions and um, not without a fear of being stupid because someone I know pretty well. So I knew that it was kind of like a judgment free zone. So that really helped um, understand crypto in a sense. And then uh, he is actually the one that got me into Olympus. He, he wanted me to start, I guess, yield farming back then. This is what he referred to um, Olympus as and it had really insane APY at the time. And I had no idea what yield farming even was. You try and Google it and you it doesn't come up with anything. So it was really hard to kind of um, grasp a, like an understanding of what he was talking about. And so I was like, I'll just try it. I'll listen to you. You've led me, you've led me this far. <laughs> Might as well keep trying. And so um I ended up buying in Mar uh, April. I ended up buying in April, so pretty close to the top. And then um, invested. Olympus was my biggest crypto investment um, at all. I never invested that much into something before, or like I guess actually my biggest investment. And so I invested it all around, yeah, around the top. And then obviously we all know what happened. A couple weeks later, it 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 dropped because of the huge crash that we've seen across all markets. And um, it went to about, I think, 190. And so from there, I was like, well, I guess I better learn what I'm what I'm in. I had like re read the docs in the beginning and like thought I understood it. But obviously with crypto, it grows so fast. You learn so much and you don't really 
learn unless you're immersed in it and like are trying things. And so what I thought was an understanding of what Olympus was by the time, like a few months later, um, and I guess probably about three, four months ago, what I thought was an understanding was definitely not anywhere close to an understanding. So from then I kept doing my research and obviously I grew a really strong conviction and the fact that I was in profit, like within a month, even, even after being down, like almost 80% of my portfolio, um, that, that'll entice anybody to keep holding. And then I figured, well, I might as well see what this is all about. And then I had throughout my time, I had definitely like opened up the discord multiple times and like read and I was like, it's almost like when you are at school or out in public and you're in a group of people, it felt like public speaking almost. Like I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to jump into a conversation. It felt like a bunch of people that knew each other that I had no idea. And I didn't even know where to begin. So I kind of just would lurk in the chats. Um, I dropped it like, I don't think I talked in it for a very long time just because I had no idea where to even start. And then um, I think it was they were doing some mushroom, some shrigma drawings. And I think Jaws had posted about it and I had seen it. And I was like, well, what better time to jump in and like get get to know what this is or talk than this is my perf- a perfect opening. So that's kind of where I started um, in off topic. I didn't really talk in any other channels. And uh that's kind of how I got involved in the community with Olympus and kind of became an Omi. The shroom meme strikes again, Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> that one keeps coming back. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it'll never die. That's, that's a really amazing story. And, and also we finally now have Tiger Lily, uh, the person who's kind of brought us together. So Tiger Lily, I'd love it if you could take it from here. And, and you know, I know you had prepared some really wonderful flow of questions for both Keisha and Debra. So floor is yours, sir. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming to this event and making it happen. Um, I feel like I kind of just tried to make something happen from all the energy and momentum that was going on at the Dow. And it's just it's been really amazing to see all the people, um, all the awesome ladies that have jumped on board and allies and everyone just kind of making this a thing um, and bringing this whole women in crypto together. And so my whole vision initially was just um, to just bring a bunch of awesome people together, especially uh, women in general and people who do, don't identify as male into a safe space um, in crypto. And like, I'm pretty new to crypto myself. And one of the first things I noticed how is just part of the culture is it's kind of like a, could seeming maybe like t- toxic or misogynistic or, or whatnot. Um, and so I'm hoping to be a part of cultivating um, that cor- sort of a safer space and uh, welcoming uh, productive space for, for uh, women and people who don't identify as males to work together and collaborate and um, just make awesome stuff happen. So that's what this is. And that's why everyone's here tonight. The awesome power of ladies and people who don't identify as male. So welcome and thanks so much, uh, everyone for coming and making this happen. 
Um, I guess we'll get along started. I did have uh, some questions that I wanted to shoot over to Keisha and Deborah, and um, along these lines of what I was just talking about. And um, so, yeah, I was just going to give the floor back to you, you girls and uh, ask you, like, how do we, how do you guys think, how do you guys, gals think we can get more women and non-dudes into Olympus and crypto? And like, what are your thoughts on how we could do better at maintaining inclusive spaces like this or other places around in crypto? I think it's, uh, it's definitely a tough question um, because it encompasses so much. And it's important to remember like where crypto started. Um, like, I feel like if we understand that, then like if, everybody does um it kind of helps pave the way in expectations like crypto start like most of the many early early adopters of crypto they've all they've lots come from 4chan um lots come from very deep crazy parts of the internet so and it's a rel it's we're all relatively early still to the space and this the adoption that we're seeing happen and so it's kind of like we're not back in time, but if you take us back to like a hun- hundred years ago, because like the whole crypto space and this online um, like AR and um, this whole online world and the metaverse, it's creating a second reality almost like it's creating a second world. And we, we're as we see more adoption, we're going to see two realities. And so it's kind of like we're starting almost over. I guess like not just us, but the whole space, it's like starting over from scratch, not like the beginning of time, but we're definitely starting over from scratch. So we kind of have to build on all of those things because it is such more so a male dominated space than you would see anywhere else. Um, Just because of it. I don't know what attracts um, crypto to males more than more than women, but that's just kind of the way it's gone. So I think definitely a, good thing um like one way to help encourage more women um to into crypto would definitely be like how i was fortunate enough to have a group where i could um soundboard board ideas off of and say stupid things without like fear of being wrong or being ridiculed i guess mostly because my personality i don't take criticism very well like i don't I don't get angry when I get criticized. I just like take it to heart way too much and internalize it. So for me, having a space where I wasn't afraid to be stupid and I could ask literally any question really helped um, give me confidence to go into male dominated spaces and say things and to go on Twitter and have a strong opinion on something and know that I'm right in comparison to maybe where I was like six months ago. So I definitely think having a community that you can fall back on, whether it's five people or 10 people or a hundred people or a thousand, it's really important. And so I still have that with um, the people that onboarded me into crypto. And then I now have that with Olympus. Um, Everybody there has always been, obviously everybody cracks lots of jokes and stuff like that, but I do feel like I have a community that has my back um at the end of it like at no matter what so I feel like that's a really important thing for women to have and in an opportunity to learn without feeling stupid because realistically nobody likes feeling that way 
And if you're kind of put down or discouraged, you may be more likely to just turn around and not even look back at crypto ever again. And it is really confusing. Like you can be in crypto for years and still and still not understand um, something that's going on, right? Like it's it, it requires constantly learning. You You take a day off from crypto and it's like you took two months. So it's definitely a space where it's constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. You need to constantly adapt. And so having a space that you can rely on to answer these questions and share these thoughts and learn together, I think would definitely encourage a lot more women into um, into crypto and also having a, a space where when they come into crypto and like talking about these issues and talking about the challenges that they could face so they're prepared for it. Not necessarily that they should be prepared, but I feel like jumping into crypto as a lady or as a like if you don't identify as a man, it can be quite intimidating and um so especially if you have no idea what to expect. So if you kind of understand maybe or have a place where you can learn crypto culture first or have a space where you can soundboard and communicate, I think would help a lot. Yeah, I think uh, Keisha's points are really salient there. I, 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 I think that it, um, there isn't uh, a differentiator between um, men and women as far as interest in crypto. And this is very similar to what we see in women in tech and women in sciences. It's actually, in fact, not the, the not there's not a propensity to these things. Is that um, you can't uh, you can't keep women uh, engaged because they're in essentially what's was a hostile environment uh, many times when you when you go to a, a one of these spaces. So um, more so also than just being able to ask questions, um, but also being um, you know. Uh, taken seriously or regarded in the same way that you that you would anyone else. Um, I know very commonly um, when I attend conferences, uh, I most often as seen as the community manager or someone who is you know not in a leadership role just because those assumptions are already pre-made. And I think oftentimes when you go into Discord servers or you're part of the community, those assumptions are already pre-made um, about you know who you are and, and what your role is based on your gender. Um, and, and perhaps what your, you know, knowledge or aptitude is. Um, and those are things that um, can't be, you know, solved even just with these kinds of conversations. I mean, these are great starter points, but the, the reality is it takes lots of work to make inclusive spaces. Um, just the same amount of work and, um, you know, passion we, we put into making decentralized environments, keeping them from, you know, not becoming too centralized or, or, or too much control in one, one entity. We have to put that same sort of effort into, you know, ensuring that our spaces are equitable for everyone. Um, that it's that it's apparent that that inclusiveness is there, and that there aren't prejudgment or pre you know assumptions um, based on you know any kind of diversity. But of course, you know certainly what we're talking about here was just gender you know uh, gender diversity for women or um, gender non-binary folks or, or trans people. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely resonate with that. Definitely think we've got some work to do. Um, and uh you know it's it's, a, it's an ongoing process and so deborah um, one one follow-on i have for you specifically is like with, with althea like i mean what's been i mean what are things that that you've tried and that have worked well and that haven't worked well uh, i think uh you know we would love to like i'd, I'd love to for the Olympus community to learn from 
you in particular and the experience you've had with Altia. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I, I think we still have some work to do. Just, you know, um, I, I don't know that we necessarily are doing everything right. We, But I think that we we talk about it, um, you know, and we make an effort and um, we reach out and include, you know, people, um, you know, of all kinds of diversity. I mean, ultimately, diversity makes us better. I mean, if we look at it actually from a pure income standpoint, let's not like <laughs> not include 50% of the market, right? Totally. Um, so, uh, <laughs> right? Um, it just makes sense. Uh, but one of the things is when you do come to Althea or when you come to that space is we, you know, there are not prejudgments, um, about your skill level, about your abilities or, or about who you are just based on your gender. Um, and that's, that's very important to me. I think a lot of our initiatives also speak to the work that we do, um, on, on those, those things as well. I mean, everything about our culture really is meant to be, um, inclusive we um we have several of our network operators uh that are women or or um our trans folks um that, that do great work running networks um so yeah i think but but with that being said um i think we still have more work to do and i mean it's just like anything you got to show up and put in the work for sure i mean i think you know for, i mean i honestly for me i, I this wasn't even a topic until my my daughter was born, right? I, I mean, I kind of knew about it, but I didn't really think it was uh, something as in, that important that I will also eventually lean into. Um, question for you, Keisha. You you talked about um, Jaws and the moment around uh, the Omi painting cards as a key moment. Uh, can you talk to us a bit about that? Maybe there's some lessons here uh, that, you know, just uh, that we could apply later, right? I'd love to see more Keisha's in, in Olympus, uh, and clearly the moment around the cards is a special moment. Yeah, no, I definitely like. Um, I, I'm active in a, in honestly too many discords now, so it's a. I feel like um, it's a little bit easier, but before when I tr tried to speak in many, um, it was pretty much it was an uphill battle in a sense. Like lots thought I was a bot. <laughs> So it was either nobody answered me or the only responses I got were whoever, st why stop pretending like we know this is you. You're so funny, but like what kind of thing. So um, it was perfect because with the, it wasn't the Omi cards. It was the Shrigma like mushrooms. Oh, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. So it was kind of what started the Omi cards because I think the Omi cards came right after Um but so when I seen that, I had been in the Discord for months and I'd been creeping, but I just, I never felt like I had like a reason to speak, mostly because I've never used Discord before. So that could potentially have, um, have an effect because I had no idea it even really existed until crypto. So I didn't know that people just talked about whatever they wanted in there really. And they're just big, huge group chats. So that could partially have a reason, but I never knew what to say. So when I seen that, I was like, because olympus had been my biggest bag um and also my biggest loss at one point i've ever experienced so i was like i see their like i see these people with three three in their name following me on twitter i've seen them responding when i talk about ohm um so or ohm i see them um i see them there so i was like i kind of want to see what's going on you know be a part of the community 
so it was really nice because seeing that post and I think Jaws caption was something about like just something about OT and I can't remember it exactly but it mentioned off topic and then it had a picture of a shrigma of some type and so then that was how I got in I was like oh I really want one and so I was just jumped in there I was like this is perfect this is how I can kind of talk and then that's kind of how I started in that community and like um, talking well now talking in it and I guess shit posting uh, every day now (laughs) so that's kind of where that started is is from that meme and which I like in which I'm very I'm very happy for it because I don't know when I would have <laughs> said anything or how I would have and what's been really cool about your experience is like then you teamed up with uh, monk to launch Incoom. Uh curious to hear how that's going and are there any I would say things you're trying there to you know make Incoom, I would say more inclusive and more friendly yeah um it's nice because, um, le- legitimately, because of um, OT, that's how I met Monk. I think uh, he found out that there was a girl in OT because there. I, I think I'm the only doc one. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. There yeah. might be there might be a few that um, haven't said they're a woman, or so I'm not sure. But I think in terms of being active, oh. Somebody's wife is an Omi, but she's not in she's not in the Discord. And so that kind of like gave that's how I met Monk and uh, when he found out that there was a lady in OT, um, his thing is rapping. So he did like a rap and I remember I remember it, it was it was hilarious. It was really good and I remember like it was nice because everybody was, you know, as much as we all crack jokes and everybody can like everybody can be um, pretty sarcastic to each other. Um, For the most part, everybody welcomed me a lot. And I found that it was really great. So when we moved over, well, not moved, but when we launched Incoom, that community is still so many Omis. Like I would say probably a third to two thirds of the community is is Omis. And um, there's actually quite a few um, women I've noticed I've had a few DM me or reach out to me on Twitter and let me know that who they are and 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 what they are so I that's really great um, I think we're just like we're trying to foster a community over there and have these community events and um, I think for the most part we're doing a pretty good job in the community sense like we got taken off of OpenSea a couple days after launch they suspended trading and the whole uh, purpose of the income cards are for trading and collecting a poker hand. Well, not the whole purpose, but a very huge factor in it with the gamification and stuff. And so it was nice because it fostered, like if people wanted to trade their hands, they had to, they had to trade with somebody and like a P2P trade, which can be kind of scary because you hear, so much about people getting scammed and you never really know right like you have to be careful and if you make a mistake at the end of the day it it falls on you unfortunately and so everybody's always super careful because they never want to make a mistake nobody wants to lose their money and we found that like we didn't have any issues with the whole peer-to-peer swap being people were going above and beyond to make the swap happen they were providing more um more ethereum for gas 
they were giving more on top of it. Like we didn't have any bad actors, which is really great. And I feel like the community there has been uh, fantastic, better than I could have hoped or expected. So that's been really great. And everybody's been super supportive. I definitely would obviously like to see um, women in there more, but that's just kind of a territory, really. Um, I want to send, I'm going to send some of my friends in like real life that aren't in crypto. I'm trying to onboard them as best I can. Um, I've sent them some crypto. So I want to send them some NFTs from the NFTs I hold in Incoom. So I'm going to get that going to try and get some of them hopefully interested in wading the waters and want to join. So that'll be good. And then I just think because lots of our community is omis i think by having more women in olympus it'll simultaneously help with incum and i know there's like there's quite a few women in nfts um more so i've noticed than like general DeFi. um i've come across a few tweets like asking about women in nfts and i've seen lots of engagement i've actually seen a few pretty big pretty big groups so that's really encouraging so i'm hoping by tapping into the once we tap into the more NFT, because we do have um, probably about the rest of our community is people who are just like into NFTs, not DeFi. So I think as we kind of tap into the NFT market and start pulling in more people from that, um, that love just NFTs and are constantly minting and addicted, um, I think by, by tapping into them more and um, getting more of that community i think will also uh have more women involved that's awesome i definitely heard some of that same kind of trend right that nft is opening us up to retail and and certainly folks um outside of the normal DeFi space uh keisha one of the things that kind of came up in your story talking about monk talking about off topic was the sense that maybe you had some some allies or some help along your journey to become a little bit more doxxed and, and out there in the space. Um, w- would you say that that is true? And if so, you know, what were maybe some of the actions that Monk or others did that made you feel more comfortable to interact within the, the DeFi space in Olympus? Well, um, I definitely got roasted, but that's anybody in in OT. And I feel like that hardened me up a little bit. Um, (laughs) So that helped. But I definitely have a lot of allies in in OT. Like I find that um, they, from what I've seen, they've always been, um, they've always kind of had my back, not... um, changed the narrative or kind of spoke for me and I think that's really important with allies because like we don't it's not that we it's not you shouldn't speak up um it's just that you if you are going to speak up you should listen to the community you should listen to women you should amplify their voices instead of kind of making an assumption or talk like not actually talking over them but kind of like amplifying your voice like the whole point is to kind of use your position as a as a male um to uplift their not like uplift that way but kind of bring more attention to their voices and the problems that they're speaking of or whatever and I find that anytime I've ever had an issue um 
in OT or I've ever had somebody say something to me that was really out of bounds. I've always had a group of people that have, I've been very fortunate that way because of Olympus and OT that if anybody's ever said anything like that to me, I've had, they're, they're there to stand up for me in any way that like I would like them to, you know, like they've always been very, very helpful. And um, like for, they just, in a sense, like they're allowed to make fun of me, but nobody else is kind of thing. So, or if anybody takes it too far, like there's jokes and everybody can, everybody can take a joke. And th- then there's obviously things that aren't a joke that go too far. And anytime anybody's ever stepped out of line, even because OT is a public, the public discord, anybody can pop in there. And we've always obviously had people that um, nobody even knows who they are, or has communicated with them. And they've maybe said something that wasn't right. Um, they've always like had my back I've never had to worry about that or if I and because I kind of because I've had I they because they've stood behind me and because I've feel a sense of community with them and they've had my back I also feel more confident myself to stand up for myself as well like I know that a if I needed to I have a bunch like I have people like I have friends that'll stick up for me and then I also have myself because I have more confidence than I had before. Like before, I used to like triple, quadruple check everything I tweeted. I never wanted to tweet anything wrong. I never wanted to like say something wrong or stupid. And or I always had that fear of, well, what if somebody says this or what if somebody does that kind of thing? And um I definitely feel like because of the community I felt with uh, off topic that I'm not as shy and I'm not as scared like to stand up for myself. So that's helpful because we have a community which is so anonymous and lots of people that are anonymous. It's very easy to say things that you would never say in person to somebody, right? Like we see evidence of that every single day. Even people that are doxxed, over the internet it's way easier to say things you'd never say in person so obviously when people are anonymous they feel a sense of security sometimes and and say things so you can kind of get the wrath of some people that you might not deserve so I would always be kind of worried about that and I find that I'm not anymore and like I don't have that fear because I feel like I can I will say something to them or like I'll ignore it but it just doesn't affect me like it used to and I think that that is definitely a, um, like, definitely a product of Olympus and OT itself. So, so I, sorry, you can. I'm curious. Yeah, sorry. I was just curious to kind of a follow on, you know, how do you think that, like, someone new might perceive those interactions? Do you think that, like, do they seem somewhat hostile? And that, that, that I, I, you know, I don't spend a lot of time in, a, in the, that particular server. But I'm wondering if you think that that um, someone new might also kind of feel like some hostility or not feel like it's a friendly place or or do you think that it's pretty apparent the back and forth? Yeah, like I think um, like I've never had not in a I would say it's very apparent like when you if you jump into you can obviously catch a lot of out of context conversations for sure. But I would say that for the most part, you see lots of banter going back and forth. Um, most of it really is just copy pastas. That's it. <laughs> it's like 90% of uh, OT. So 
I would say that obviously from the outside jumping into that conversation, you might not realize that it's um, a joke, but I think that's, that also kind of ties into Twitter and CT. Like well, well, 90% of CT is copy pasta. That's kind of the culture in the discord um, is very similar to uh, crypto Twitter that we see. And so I find that they vote like, I wouldn't say hostile at all. It's mostly just, mostly just like, you can tell it's people going back and forth with jokes. You can see the reactions because lots of messages in uh, off topic get like, they're pretty hilarious from the most part. Like people are pretty funny. So there's always lots of reactions going on. So you can, you can pretty much gauge the situation. And if I've ever like, if someone has ever said like something that I didn't agree with, um, I've definitely have said that. And if someone were to walk in on that, they would definitely be able to tell you know, that, that, that person or whatever, you know, that it's a discussion that's going on about that. But we've also had, like, there's lots of discussions that go on, like, lots of, we, like, it's not just jokes. It's so much more than that. Like, there's lots of um, things like that. So I would say that, for the most part, I wouldn't find that somebody new would feel that hostility or be um, afraid. But I would say that, like, it is intimidating. Um, just to jump into any discord like and see and know that it's more of a male dominated space like i definitely would agree that that is a that is a problem with not just um the olympus discord but any um that it's definitely it does seem a little more hostile well not hostile but it's hard to it's hard to get your foot in it's hard to gauge the situation it's, it's a club right like an outsider yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It feels like it feels like you're standing outside of a club of people and you don't really know. But I think that's um I think that's why it's really important in to get women into crypto is creating a community for them um because I think my the community I had it wasn't just women, like it was a group of people. It was honestly mostly men, but um because I had that community that's kind of how you build confidence in the space because that's it gives you I guess an, a sense of acceptance almost and you kind of see where you fit in or feel like you fit in a little bit and then it, it encourages you to explore and learn and research more and figure out things and like oh you found this community that you love so much and that made me try and find other communities um like just finding one, just being accepted in Olympus made me actively start finding other communities of coins that I really like or things that I have a big investment in or even a small one or things that I think is cool. Like I found that I was actively searching them out after I felt accepted in the Olympus server. Debra, I've got one for you. Like you've been, I think I'm, People I know you. Oh, my mic was off that whole time. I was talking for so long. Oh, no, you were good. Keisha, we could hear you. No, no, your mic was on. Your mic was on. No, no, we we got it. We got it. Thank you. I was confused. No, no, no. No, Deborah, have you, I mean, you've been in crypto for so long. Like, is there a, is there a group, is there a group of women that you have that's kind of like, you know, your, I would say, that's your sort of uh, that you're an alliance member of that I don't know about. Is 
curious like what it's been like for you and particularly i think love for you to talk about the time that you transitioned from being a chief operating officer to being chief executive officer for elthia Yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't um, actually have, um, I, I'm not really sure if there, I mean, there's a few, um, you know, um, I think there's like, a, what is that, She256 or something like that. Um, there's a few organizations that, um, you know, that, that, that do speak to that. Um, and um, I, I think what we, what we do see as far as these kind of like, you know, women alliance thing as well is that sometimes it does end up being a bit tokenizing. Um, and I think that's one thing that we have to, you know, also be aware of that, you know, it, it's an inclusive and an equitable space. And, and, and it's not just like making a pink FAQ or, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or putting some flowers up or whatever, you know, like there, there's a lot of times that I think that it's just, you know, sometimes it can come from a good place. Um, but there's, there's misunderstandings. Um, and, um, you know, I think this is, this is true with being an ally and, and many different things. It's not for, um, you know, uh, women to do the education. It's like, or, it, you know, if we talk about other minorities too, it's the same way. It's like, it, it's important that, that allies do the work of understanding, um, you know, because, because it can come across as somewhat, you know, you know, tokenizing or, or otherwise sort of not accomplish the goal, right, of, of making it an equitable space. Um, so, so I've kind of, uh, you know, forged along, I definitely have a lot of, you know, heroes in the space that uh, Maria Paula and, um, you know, uh, there's some great women at um, MakerDAO um, that are building and, and and creating amazing things in blockchain that I, I have just a lot of respect for and, and um, you know, definitely kind of following, following along in their, uh, you know, their footsteps and, uh, and the work that they've done there in this space. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, one of the things when, when I moved from chief operating officer to chief to, to CEO was that my, um, my job position included raising, um, you know, and, and, um, getting, getting investment money and getting dollars and for Althea. Which and, you did a great um, job on, by the way, so congratulations. <laughs> thanks, thanks. But it, you know, I, I felt like I had to do probably 10 times the work of, you know, someone that was maybe in a position of privilege already. Right. Um, so I live in a rural area. Um, you know, I'm, I'm older for the space. Um, you know, most people are in their, you know, in their twenties and I'm a little bit older than that. <laughs> um, and, uh, so, you know, for me, I, I wasn't taken, you know, seriously at first we had to put on a lot of work. Um, and, uh, I, I think that it probably took me a lot longer and it was a lot harder of a journey because of those predispositions and, and that was really frustrating and and the other thing that happened too was that it wasn't you know of course just me but actually um you know uh investments into women's startups uh fell in 2020 so there were some gains that were you know uh year over year prior to that but then i think we lost like something like 20 percent of the gains that had uh had accrued and, and, and actually even less women-led startups were invested in in 2020 and 2021. And I mean, it's frustrating to see it kind of go, you know, you know, turn around and, and, and go, go backwards, unfortunately, instead of being more inclusive. Um, and what's, what's, what's mind-boggling to me is it's kind of to the earlier point is, uh, you know, statistically investing in a woman-led startup will actually uh, lead to a, uh, um, uh, more of a return on an investment. So, uh, you know, literally we're seeing this uh, trend happen where people are, you, are 
letting their biases cost them money, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, th this is what this is what gets me, right? If we're, we're even just thinking about things from a practical perspective, you know, inclusivity and diversity just makes sense. On so I completely levels. agree, Deborah. Yeah. And I was just going to say, like, my, my, I mean, my, my wife's and only as in my wife invested in Olympus, but she's not on the Discord. I mean, I was able to explain the deal to her, and so she got it. But like, you know, it she just kind of happened. I mean, like for me, that was also like a point, right? Like, I mean that yeah i mean there is a bunch of buying power that you end up just completely leaving on the table by not you know putting in the effort uh, to have such spaces like my my wife's initial buy in is exactly the same as my initial buy in uh for uh, ohm and yeah that's real dollars that like you you know need to do something about i mean purely from a self interest perspective it absolutely makes sense. It's not just some, um, you know, uh, feel good, uh, like, I mean, uh, that also, right? Like, there's definitely a part <laughs> around, like, you know, me thinking about my daughter and the kind of world she'll grow up in. But purely from, like, a, you know, bumping your bags perspective, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we want that. Yeah. Well, that's what blockchain is supposed to be about, right? Aligning incentives. This is why we are here, because we believe decentralized systems can make better system that aligning incentives can make more, you know, equitable and, and a thriving future for everyone. And, and I think, I think this is a space that has been very dynamic and we, with, with the kind of proper, uh, you know, work toward it really could lead, um, you know, lead over where we see from traditional finance, right? That's a legacy system. New systems are better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to add on to your point, um, in, one of my um, one of my management classes we took it was I had a really great prof but he kind of I, I don't know maybe because I've I'm a woman and a mi minority maybe because I've always kind of thought of diversity I never looked at it from a business perspective and so learning in class they gave us this example of um, of there's this Tim Hortons in Canada and they learned that they hired somebody and um, he had Down syndrome and they learned that individuals who have Down syndrome are way more, they can do repeated tasks a lot faster than you and I could. Um, they don't get distracted. They like doing repeat, repeated tasks. They, it, they just worked better at those types. Um, they became a lot more efficient than we could ever be. And so the, the manager there initiated a policy and specifically um, allocated a certain percentage to people he felt fit that mold and seen like it's one of the most profitable Tim Hortons in Canada I think they never they have the least amount of um, sick days taken and they're actually insanely profitable and they cut down on a, a lot of overhead I can't remember exactly what it was but it was actually the numbers were phenomenal and we learned all about how um, diversity, whether you look at it as a feel-good point of view and, like, we should do this and all that kind of stuff, which obviously is a really good thing. And I hope that's why lots of people do things. But even from a business and a money perspective, diversity brings in money because we all see the world in our own glasses and our own vision and bringing in... Um, whether it's a woman, um, somebody that's 
not as able as you are, a different race than you are, a different age, you're always going to see different perspectives. And those different perspectives are going to open you up to a lot more innovation. So by not opening your company or your protocol or the blockchain to include these diverse voices, you're limiting innovation because lots of these people see like have different ideas than you because they've had different experiences than you. And with this, the whole decentralization push and um, lots of DAOs becoming popular, it's all about collaboration. It's all about people that are bringing these ideas, no matter who you are um, or what you are, which is fantastic. And I think um, separating from, or sorry, not including diverse voices is actually a detriment to DeFi and to the blockchain because we're not going to see I feel like the true potential um, because lots of many people in DeFi all not not everybody but they all kind of have very similar um, similar well everybody has different ways of life but it's um, can't think of the exact word but we need to work on having a like different visions because that's what will give us the best results and will um whatever we think wherever we think DeFi can go and if you think about it in your brain and you think about real world adoption and how big the metaverse can get and if you think about whatever you think is as big as the space can get it can get probably about a hundred thousand times bigger there is so much room for growth and innovation and um, disruption to the world as it is right now, to our public systems, to infrastructure, to everything with DeFi, with NFTs, with the blockchain. And whatever we think we can do, we can do even more than that. And especially by including um, diversity and making sure that we have a space or an opportunity or just or an opportunity for these people to contribute or um, learn or just a space for them in this world it won't it wouldn't just benefit all of us from a feel good it's the right thing to do it would benefit benefit us in a way where we'll see innovation we haven't seen before we'll see we'll pump our own bags we'll get a new wave new waves of investors all that kind of stuff but Keisha, you know, I, I have to agree with you a thousand times. I'm super bullish. And, and one of the reasons that I see it too is like, uh, and maybe Deborah, you could kind of speak to this. You were talking about all the extra additional labor you had to do for the raising aspect as you moved into the CEO position. We're so early that we can raise millions of dollars when people have portraits of aliens and goats and, you know, I, I all different kinds of images I see on the call, a duck, right? A, a based potato. I feel like the ops, while they're there because of the history of 4chan, I think the obstacles for folks who may identify as something other than an old white guy are a lot less here, in fact, compared to what they may be in, in some of those experiences Deborah had. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'll just say something quick before Deborah responds. I agree. You're right. The obstacles that... Um, women and people that don't identify as um, as male or people who aren't white people who are younger even like 15 year olds 16 year olds 12 year olds like the obstacles that or anywhere in the world whether you live on the 
far east coast or the far west coast, anywhere you live, it does get rid of those obstacles. There is obviously different obstacles in a sense, but that barrier to entry is a lot lower in crypto than it is in any other tech, um, any other tech field or business or company. So I totally agree. There is um, a lot less obstacles we face here, which is really great. Yeah, and I think I think if we can make that the standard, if we can make empirical data and and good ideas the standard, um, instead of this concept of uh, you know pattern matching is what I've heard before, um, which to me sounds like a way of uh, you know <laughs> gentrifying a, a a racist or discriminatory attitude. Um, you know, you know why we can pretty much Silicon Valley can pretty much openly say that they're going to allocate money to people that look like them, that talk like them, and, and act like them. Um, I, I think is pretty appalling, um, and 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 I and I am excited about how we can change that. I think not only with the you know the aliases and these kinds of things, but I think our core principles are you know the you know code is code is law to a certain extent that we can make things programmatic, that we can align incentives, that we you know we can do things with code and systems that that keep things equitable, and um, instead of relying on old ideas, legacy systems, and pattern matching. As I call it, from what I know, the boys club, right? Knowing how to navigate that thing. So yeah, 100%. right. And I think it's also, um, it's also important to understand that uh, probably a lot of the people you see that are anonymous, like, not every woman in crypto or in DeFi is docs, right? Many are probably hiding behind a cartoon avi or sorry not hiding but that's what they're that's who they are and that's totally fine because that's like DeFi is run on the power of being anonymous really and decentralization and all of that so that's not a bad thing but there are probably many of your it's quite possible that many of your favorite anon profiles are actually women and you might not know that some of the things that you're doing are saying they might not like I guess I can't really um, put that into a better word but I do think that that is uh, a possibility that people should should consider because I do think that there obviously is a lot of women in DeFi that aren't docs totally totally um, you know t- and talking about I, I think I just want to pitch the discord a little bit we don't have a formal invite we still could use some boosts if anybody have some boosts out there I'm sure Asvi and, and folks will follow Keisha and Deborah after this call. I have boosted um, already. I have thank you. I do too. We both did. We're doing our job, right? For sure. Uh, yeah, if you guys are looking for the Discord, it's in uh, Asvi's Twitter post. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Excellent. excellent. Um, I I want to. I I don't want us to. We've been going for about an hour. I I think there might might be time to maybe call for any questions or if anybody from the audience wants to come up and speak up or ask any thoughts of Deborah or Keisha, that might be timely. Absolutely. And I, and I also just wanted to take this time to say thank you so much, Keisha, Deborah, and everyone else that's here in this call. Thanks so much for, uh, you know, using your time here and uh, being a part of what I think is a really exciting uh, momentum and movement in crypto. Really appreciate it. 
Yeah, for real. Look, for me, like I think both Debra and Keisha are role models. I, you know, the kind that I can point my daughter Noor to to say, look, I mean, here, here are people, right? Like, I feel like it really matters. Uh, I think we, and now that I see my kid uh, telling me what her favorite character is in Voltron and what her favorite character is in a particular uh, TV show, like role models really matter. Like, uh, I don't know how many of you watch Voltron, but like, there's. five lions and one lion is operated by by a woman and my daughter's like that's my favorite lion so it really i think role models really matter um i frankly have no idea how you know you uh dismantle 1000 years of patriarchy uh just like that but like just having role models is a big deal and and for that reason i am super grateful i've gotten to know and i get to work with debra uh, and keisha i hope i get to meet you as well at some point so yeah thank you so much Yeah, thank you to everyone for putting this on and and for being here. Um, you know, thank you again Oswi for helping to coordinate this um and you know for everybody being here ready to, you know, show up and put in the work. That's how we do it. That's how we dismantle the patriarchy. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much um for having us. Uh I think it's a really great opportunity and uh I would like to say that by if you're if you're a woman in crypto and you know you're here you're one step ahead already you know and uh, don't get discouraged really um it's hard obviously in a lot of different ways but it's i think it also has the power to empower women in a sense like um a mom a single mom or a family even and you have your kids at home crypto can provide freedom without like freedom with your kids and not having to worry about working and all of that kind of stuff um or stressing yourself out or the whole worrying about like worrying about putting a can you see your kids go soccer game or do you have to go to work so you can put food on the table kind of thing i think that and not even just in the western world um in in areas where women are more oppressed than we see here in many many different ways um where there's often places that women have zero rights so to speak i think in those places especially crypto can empower them and crypto can change their life in so many ways so many women and so i think it's what crypto can do um for society and for for women i think is one of the most empowering things we can see in our in our generation so i think it's really important that um if you're here you've made that first step and so i think it's a it's a really great thing and i think we should try and get as many of those people that we can into into this world we have created here Thanks Keisha. Um if we have anyone that wants to hop up and ask some questions or share some thoughts, uh now would be the time. We invite you up here. Otherwise, if no hands raised, um I would just say please join in on this space. It's just starting to come up and I can only imagine that there are a thousand more incredible Keishas and Debras waiting to to become those role models um that Aspie was talking about. So thank you to uh so very much for for being here. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I would say that there's definitely, um, we can tell there's a want um, for women in the space. We can see with uh, Godman and Heaven Computers how crazy people went because she was a female dev. People absolutely loved it. Um, I've seen, you've seen World of Women, um, how I'm not sure they're their floor price but um that absolutely skyrocketed um there's ether gals um crypto chicks like there's so many that's just off the top of my head the things that i can think of that are um have women on the team or are women-based nfts and you can see the demand for it so it's obviously something the space wants and it needs so i would love to meet more women and more people that are involved whether they're you know, community managers, developers, um, programmers, graphic designers, anything I think is really great. And I think that there is a huge demand and people want to support you. So anything that I can do to help, um, if you're listening to this, I would love for you to reach out to me in any way, because I'd love to assist as many, um, as many women or uh, people that are looking for a space to feel a sense of community. Um, I'd love to be that for anybody that doesn't feel that right now, whether like, doesn't matter what you are. So I'd like to throw that out there as well. And thank everybody for coming. Thanks, Keisha. Thank Deborah. Back on the road for me. Um, thanks for everyone for being here. And we'll see you in Discord. Thanks, Al.